Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast, brought to you by the makers of Vegan Food Living, the UK's only dedicated vegan magazine. We have an action-packed show for you today for our 150th episode. First of all, Molly and I are sharing our cooking inspiration as usual, including some flavoursome Caribbean recipes. And then we have a quick chat about James Martin's desire to ban margarine and vegan spreads. And then in part two, I'm I'm joined by Rachel Ammer, the queen of Caribbean and African-inspired vegan food and author of two cookbooks. She'll be sharing her cooking tips and also some info on how we can add more algae and seaweed into our diet as vegans. It's a bit weird though, saying this. It's, um, I got them from a corner shop in St. Werberg's. They, it was three for two pounds <laughs> on these hard seltzers. So I bought 12. 12? <laughs> 12 hard seltzers for eight pounds. Are they out of date? <laughs> they're out, they're best before. Oh, uh, Okay. Well, the best before, which I think doesn't matter, does it? I don't think so. It's only, no. so, what is it? Wine? Is it vodka or? I don't know. What's even in it? I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's hard, alcoholic sparkling water. Oh, okay. I don't know what the alcohol element is though. <laughs> Undisclosed alcohol, whatever they can find. Yeah, something. Well, we're just having a little um, glass of something to celebrate yes. today because it's our 150th episode. Hooray! We're so old. We are. And thank you to every single person who downloads the podcast every week. I know some of you have been like with us since, you know, right from the beginning, which is amazing. Yeah. And you've just kept us going and you always send us the loveliest emails and Instagram messages. And we, yeah, we couldn't do it without you. So thank you. This is this is yeah. why we do it. We love you so much. It's uh, such a big motivation, I think, isn't it? Having sort of like people engage with you each week we say it all the time but it is just kind of a lot of the time it feels like it's just me and holly speaking to each other each week through um our laptops but (laughs) it's nice to know that there are real people and we're making an impact on real lives yeah we're just heroes, actually, aren't we? Really? <laughs> yeah. What what I'm what I'm hearing is that we're heroes. <laughs> Go us. Um, Go us. <laughs> no, we're only joking. We're not. Um, yeah, we're, we're not like here to sing our own praises, are we? Just maybe just a little bit. Maybe just five minutes. I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what I was thinking a minute ago? I was thinking it's lucky we get on, isn't it? Because can you imagine if we couldn't stand each other? Because we were just we were completely thrown together. Yeah, um, out of nowhere. Yeah, and like... Well, not out of nowhere, but 
yeah I just cut I joined the company two months prior I think it was yeah exactly and you weren't sort of employed to do the podcast were you you were employed as no. like digital content you know digital executive. I was an apprentice oh were yeah. you oh yeah I was an apprentice I was a baby little baby Molly god I so know. much has changed so weird isn't it that is weird I forgot about that it's just yeah, yeah time just has just gone so fast um but who's been some of your favourite guests over the last... Because I know we did this on our 100th episode, didn't we? I think. Yes. Um, so over the last 50 episodes, who have, have over you the last enjoyed? 50. Do you know what? I feel like we've really gotten some A-listers on there. And I think I'm just... To this day, I'm still so impressed. Like, I'll tell people, like my family or whatever, like, yeah, we had... Um, do you know Kate Nash? <laughs> yeah. Do you know, do you know Moby? I don't know if you you might not know Moby. He's this like really, 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 really good producer. <laughs> I know, I know. He um he kind of there was a there was a song recently with a remix in it of his um one of his really popular ones. I can't think what it's called now. Um, and it porcelain. Yes, I think it was. Yeah, and it was on the radio because of course he's not generally on the radio anymore, is he? And the kids aren't like no. you know listening to him, I guess. But they should. Yeah, be. it was like, oh my god, I wonder if he's done this remix because like he's got the film out and he wants to, you know, yeah. just get everyone talking about him and then watching the film. I don't know, but he is such an amazing activist. I mean, uh, you know, anyone who. Um, who like uh, listen to the episode and also if you were on Patreon, you would have seen the video. He's got animal rights down, like massive, massive tattoos everywhere, all the way down his arms. Yeah. And then uh, I think, was it vegan for life on his neck? Yeah. Vegan for life. And then I think there might, I think he's got like um, XVX as well which is straight edge in the hardcore world. If you haven't listened back to the episode, um, he sort of delves into hardcore punk scene and how veganism is like, plays actually such a massive role into that. My boyfriend, who is also very like involved in like the hardcore punk scene, it, when I was telling him, he was just like, what? Ollie's, Ollie's going to be speaking with Moby. <laughs> I, and I was like, yeah yeah whatever <laughs> just another yeah, day in the simply vegan office thursday first <laughs> afternoon i think <laughs> i know well i did say that cherry should be doing the interview because i knew nothing oh, about hardcore no. punk can you imagine you i was just like not... um hello maybe <laughs> so tell me about no, he punk. would end the call he would end the call because cherry would be like right and i've got this question as well and then this as well and can you explain this for me and and what about this and what about this really niche the gig that you did in 1999 in this really underground club in New York, whatever. Yeah, I'd be like, well, I just want to talk about He's the animals. <laughs> <laughs> Who's been one of my favourites recently? I I loved Joey Carbstrong. I really... Yeah, he was a good he one. Was so he was so sweet. I thought he was going to be mega terrifying. But I guess yeah. because I'm vegan, maybe he's nice to vegans and just scary to <laughs> non-vegans. But oh, he was so lovely. And I just wanted to give him a little cuddle at the end. Um, who else? The happy pair were great fun. I mean, they're a bit bonkers, aren't they? Bless them. They just I loved that little mini series that we did. It was the good. Sort of, like, where we had the chefs in. That was so much fun. Yeah. Who did we have on? We had the happy pair. We had Katie Besco. Can't remember any of the other names. <laughs> no, um, who is that? But but. Bettina. Uh, yes, yes, Bettina. I can't pronounce. Don't ask me to pronounce her surname. But we had Bettina on the show. <laughs> Campol uh, Campolucci Bordy, I think that's her surname. Yeah. Um, Nikki Webster. And yeah, it was just Did we so have Nikki Webster. Nick. No. 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 Uh, we no. we must get her on again. We had her. So she's she runs Rebel Recipes. And if you haven't discovered Nikki Webster yet, you need to go and check out her Instagram and her website. Oh, I mean, she does use a lot of ingredients, but it's all whole food, mm. plant-based. And it is yeah, I was gonna amazing. Say it's, 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 a, it's very whole food, plant-based, but not in the kind of like, don't know, like I, I wouldn't look at it and be like, wow, that looks really healthy and raw. And, you know, a lot of her food does look healthy, but it's also kind of food that's just like indulgent yes. and quite and hearty as well i think a lot of the times when people hear like whole food plant-based they do just kind of think like raw lasagna put a bowl like yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i know Which, all of those things are delicious yeah but yeah but yeah sometimes you want something she puts a special twist on it she really does she traveled a lot and i think she takes inspiration from you know sort of the middle east and 
mm. and all you know different places around the world oh do you know what <laughs> we're recording near tea time and this is bad news because <laughs> I'm getting really hungry oh no I've just I actually have just had um my lunch I had a bit of a late lunch because I'm going out for dinner tonight oh um, where are you going so we're going to coconut tree which oh yes um, I've spoke about the show so many times lovely lovely Sri Lankan food um and they have so many delicious um vegan dishes as well so it's my friend's birthday and um yeah there's 12 of us going which is I always I always like I have slight anxieties whenever I go out for food with like loads of people because I just instantly feel like we're being dicks on the table (laughs) or just like we're just being so annoying to the the staff even though we're obviously not we're just not it's just I think because I worked in hospitality that I just always had this fear. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, my, um, there's, I, I've, you know, when I went on the girly weekend recently with my sort of old school friends. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, a, a sort of 10 girls and they're all very sort of outgoing. And yeah. yeah, we've been out a few times and the language has been, you know, when you're just sitting there looking around, sort of apologizing with your eyes to the tables oh, of. No. I worry <laughs> that, of... I worry that that's, I also have these anxieties, but I'm just like, people are apologizing on my behalf because I am the sweary man. Oh, at the right. Yeah. You're... <laughs> Everyone's sort of inching away from you, like, yeah. I'm not with her. I'm sorry. You're just trying to have a nice couple's <laughs> night out. What, do you fine. know what? It's do you Friday. know what I had today? So I, um, I've, um, been to Southampton, which is about an hour and a half away. Do you know Southampton? Mm. Not, like no not really no I know I know that yeah. is a city it's, yeah it's a city yeah um it's a city Molly I went to a city <laughs> I know that it's a city oh my <laughs> god honestly I'm I need to update my Instagram I need to update my Instagram all the way back I was thinking about the post I was like god you have turned into such a small town girl Holly I can't believe did it. you eat some nice food yes so, so we went to the <laughs> yes yeah, so we went to the hospital and um with my for my daughter she had an appointment and yeah, just sort of like stuck. It was like in the pediatric ward. So it's just like crying mm. children and, you know, like <laughs> sort of toy cars everywhere and coloring pens and like co- people coughing and you're like, oh, get me Noise. out of here. So we yeah. were there for hours. And then afterwards, Poppy's like, you know, starving, hungry. So I was like, okay, well, seeing as we're here, we mm-hmm. may as well go and grab something decent because obviously yeah. the op- options you know it's not terrible in Dorchester but it's they're they're limited you know whereas in Southampton when in Rome I know and she said um she said well what should we get and I said well done you can probably pretty much have any type of food you want and I looked it up and there was a Brazilian place as Thai what does vegan food well no so I went to the Brazilian place first just because we stumbled upon it was sort of pulled up and it was there I walked in and, and said you know do you do vegan and he said no I was like okay <laughs> literally picked the one place in the whole city that doesn't yeah, have any I was say, Brazilian's pretty meat heavy isn't it I know and I thought that's kind of ironic isn't it because like well I suppose it's not ironic but I was just thinking you know they're one of the countries that's sort of really badly affected by illegal deforestation yeah you know to make room for like cattle grazing so <laughs> I wanted to say this as I walked in I'm like shut up Holly don't be an idiot it's not their fault <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not their fault it's not their fault <laughs> so um yeah so we went next door and um it was called oh, I meant to look it up it's called Tycoon I think or Typhoon Ooh. spelled T-H-A-I and it's a street Thai street food chain um, which apparently nice. started in Manchester and then sort of has spread sort of throughout the country. And it's all yeah. done out like you're in Thailand. You know, there's all the kind of like, I don't know, just sort of, it's sort of really rustic and, you know, mm. it's, it's a very cool kind of setting. I suppose a bit like Turtle Bay, you know, where they've got all the Caribbean stuff, but this is Thai. Anyway, we had, um, I had a vegan pad Thai with tofu and mm. I did want to go for something more adventurous, but we didn't have a lot of time and I was sort of panicking because there were loads of vegan options. Pad Thai's delish. I know, it was absolutely delicious actually. And it was different to pad Thai's I've had before. It was like with a sweet tamarind sauce. Ooh, delish. Yeah. Love tamarind. I know, it was amazing. And um, Poppy had um, Singapore noodles with tofu. Which were lush. Um, Lots of like lime and chili on top and peanuts. and Mm. My favourite. I've really only recently gotten into Thai food. 
think for a long time um I struggled with kind of like the really fragrant like lemongrass and um like lime leaves things like that I don't know I think it took me a, a while to sort of um I was gonna say climatize that's not oh my god my dress is falling down <laughs> Woo! Gosh. we'll use that bit for the clip yeah that'll be the booth <laughs> yeah the bloopers um what was I even saying? Thai. You've you've acclimatized <laughs> yourself to. I've acclimatized to Thai food. Delicious now. Love it. Obsessed a mm, bit. Yum. God, I want to eat some mm. more. But yeah, so went there and then I stumbled upon a um little corner shop. <laughs> this is so sad. I have never been so excited to see so many different vegetables in my life. You know, there's just like oh. these corner shops that have everything. Oh. They literally like... Fruit and veg out the front. Yeah, Love fruit it. and veg out the front. You go in and they've got like, you know, jars, like Polish products yeah. and Caribbean products and, and Thai and Chinese. It's just Everything all, you want. Yeah, it was like a tiny little sort of international supermarket, <laughs> but a corner shop. So I'm outside and I'm going, what's this? What's this? And... <laughs> couldn't even work out what half of it was got the shop <laughs> the lady from who was working in the shop she didn't even know what half of it was oh god <laughs> i was like but i want to know she probably hated you <laughs> no she looks really Can you tell me what this is yeah no she looked really um happy actually and um oh, she was telling cute. me which chilies were hotter because the other thing i've got um that's exciting is poppy's got a boyfriend oh my god <laughs> and he's from turks and caicos Wow. So, and I'm we're, he's coming around for the first time tomorrow. Oh, so I love this. I, I love young love. I know. Oh. I'm so happy. It's her foot. I mean, she's, yeah, she's nearly 17. She's had a really rough time of it with, as a lot of teenagers have, you yeah. know, even without the pandemic, I think they're suffering and struggling because of social media. It's a hard, hard time. I would not want to be a teenager no, right now. No, it was hard enough back in the, well, for me, it was the 90s for you last year but (laughs) (laughs) what was it for you then early 2000s early 2000s yeah yeah um so you had social media and stuff at school um uh, like at no yeah we did have it we did um but it was all still like quite new like it was still like if I look back at my posts now like they're very humbling like it wasn't sort of like you know when you see some um teenagers now literally in like their babies like do you know what I mean they are so young and they look older than I do yeah, right now I know like it's all kind of like video like it yeah it's just a, it's a different world it it's is. mad I I struggle on it like now for social media and I mean like I'm yeah I was gonna a, say a grown woman a woman, but, <laughs> a, woman. a lady a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um it's crazy but yeah she's um she's had a bit yeah rough time and um, mm. she's sort of come through it all and got her first boyfriend. And he's from the Caribbean. Oh, so I'm I like... I love this for her. I know. And so I said, I do some Caribbean food, obviously vegan. Um, yeah. And... You've got so many choices. I know. Because you said about Denai, Denai Moore, didn't you? Who has been on the... Po- Denai Moore. Denai Moore. So she has yeah. been on the podcast. And she's got a new cookbook coming out. I know. It's out. I want oh, it. I really, really, really want oh. it. Plentiful. Yes. I know. It looks amazing i've i have payday is today so i I was gonna treat myself to it oh, today oh yeah good idea because we have yeah. um we're featuring some of the recipes from it in the in vegan food living magazine so oh amazing yeah and um might have her back on the podcast so i remember her saying yes. a lot of um scotch bonnet mm-hmm. um aki and aki yeah aki's a really good ingredient it's that's quite a soft um like a soft ingredient you can also use you can use it as like vegan scrambled egg or just as aki um mm. and you can have it when i've done it before i've done it with banana blossom and sort of did like a um vegan aki and salt fish like alternative oh, yeah um my favorite thing to cook caribbean wise we do a brown stew Mm. which um, we tend to do. You can either use fake meat or um, mushrooms we use. Fake meat does kind of give it, like brown, brown stew is traditionally sort of like meat, so chicken or sort of like beef, kind of like quite fatty. Um, and you cook it, frown that off, um, add the veg, um, and then sort of like add the stock or whatever and just leave that cook and whatever. So you want something, ugh, something that's 
quite fatty in there. Okay. Um, or like got like a meaty texture. Yeah. But I love a brown stew. Um, yeah, you just kind of want sort of like my favorite, favorite things about Caribbean cooking is fresh thyme. There's just something about having fresh thyme in amongst all of those mm. like really um, like spicy, not necessarily spicy flavors, but they're quite, uh, they're warm in. Mm. So you've got like the um, allspice and um, pimento as well. I love pimento. Sort of depth um, of flavor rather than. Yeah, I think, really, yeah, really rich. A lot of people sort of think, oh no, I don't like anything spicy. But like you say, you can you can control how much chili goes in. It's yeah, just like exactly. you can use all these other spices to just give it real yeah. kind of. Mm. And I even just love scotch bonnets. Like take the seeds out and they've just got, so, you. I got, I picked some up um, quite recently and they were sort of like fruity scotch bonnets. And mm. oh, the flavor on them was so good. I loved it oh, so much. Wow. I couldn't eat them like sweets. I obviously didn't do that because I would have died yeah <laughs> i could have i wanted to well i bought some chilies from the the corner shop today but i don't mm. know oh amazing i don't know what they are because the lady didn't know so <laughs> i'll just what what do they look like they kind of look just look like green and red little bird's eye chilies oh uh, okay so, they're, they... so they're quite small and skinny yeah yeah hot scotch, scotch bonnet are big are they Scotch bonnet are—they're uh, quite plump and they're quite round, um. Um, and they've got like quite a little stalk on them, red or green. You can buy them in. Um, you can get them in Tesco. Oh, really? Yeah, get them in Tesco. But what I would say though, for these chilies that you've got, if you do end up getting the Scotch bonnet ones, freeze those chilies, um, and then you can just sort of like bang them in curries, even whole, just sort of like just no as you would with like a bay leaf this is literally yeah. a tip that um when Denny was on the podcast oh. this is, <laughs> i remember her saying this to put like she said about doing scotch bonnet um to sort of give it that flavor but without the heat so um yeah that's a really good way of using up some chilies because i've always got a chili or two just like dying in the corner of yeah. my fridge yeah and it's going more and more wrinkly and then you're like yeah I haven't cooked with it again and then it's yeah. just like oh no bang them in the freezer bang yeah, them in the freezer and idea. even if you want to defrost them in just some um, warm water quickly and then chop them up you can do that yeah oh I love that thanks for the tip um, right, yeah so I'm going to give that a go I'm going to do obviously rice and peas um, mm. and a few yeah a few other bits I might yeah I might try the stew um, yeah the stew and rice and peas are classic my go-to okay yeah Yummy. Love it. Um, we were going to have a quick chat about um, the news that James Martin has kind of... What, what is it he's said about, um, like, margarine? Yes. So, um, for those who don't know who James Martin is, he is a very famous sort of, like, TV chef. I think he's predominantly on, like... Was, is it Sat- I think Saturday? Saturday. Oh, no, I don't think he... I think he was on Saturday Kitchen, but then he's not on it anymore. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's got sort of like a cooking show either on Channel 4 or one of the big channels. Um, and yeah, he's been around for ages. And he's very, very vocal about um, margarine and how, um, in his words, like, I think dangerous. He says it's close to plastic, sort of like it's only a few ingredients away from being plastic. And how sort of dairy butter should be sort of like the only spread. And margarine, I think he's even gone as far to say quite recently that it should be made illegal. Um, <laughs> which is quite interesting, I think. I remember when I used to eat dairy and everything, mm-hmm. you know, before I was vegan. And I remember sharing a post about margarine being like too, too sort of... I don't know two molecules away from plastic or something yeah. and my cousin who's extremely clever kind of posted that a lot of things are like two molecules away from something yeah. else but it doesn't make it plastic <laughs> it's not plastic yeah however exactly it is full of crappy oils that are not going to be good for you and they often have sort of plants on don't they because they're yeah they're vegan and vegetarian so you kind of look at it and you think well that's natural I mean yeah. in terms of butter that is massively high in saturated fat. Okay, mm-hmm. there's less ingredients in it, but it's, you know, what what has gone into that cow that is then producing yeah. the milk to produce the butter? Well, there'll be antibiotics. There's hormones that are designed to make a baby cow, a baby cat, <laughs> make a baby cow grow, you know, to full size within a year. Yeah. 
So Jesus Christ. Why would you want to That's horrible. I know. So why you that's know That's actually horrible. I didn't realise I that's mad. Yeah. So like think, you know, yeah. Do you want to eat churned up breast milk from a human? Of course not. So why are we eating it from a cow? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So when you put it like that, it's like, okay. So so you, you don't want to eat dairy butter, but you don't want to eat the processed um margarine. Well, what you know, what do you do instead? And it is tricky because sometimes mm. you just want that classic kind of um bread and butter. Bread and butter or like mar marmalade on toast or just something yeah. like, you know, comforting. And I think, mm. you know, I don't think we should be stressing about having it now and again. And there obviously are brands like the the vegan butters, which I think are sort of a little bit better than some of the cheaper margarines. Yeah, I think so. I think sort of like brands like naturally flower farm um yeah so the flower farm is palm oil free isn't it yes so they were the ones actually that shared this story yeah um about sort of james martin's demands mm. and um yeah they have sort of like come forward and be like we still we do have oil in our in our butters and that's obviously what they use as the fat um but it is more pure ingredients rather than you know i have i have also tried to look at making my own butter um and again it's it, it's a lot of things it's sort of like coconut oil it's flour it's um different types of oil as well so you could have coconut oil and then i think you have like a bit of vegetable oil or something in there um, i don't think i'd eat yeah. it if i made it myself and saw what went into it i wouldn't eat mm. it which is why whenever i've done baking like again, pre yeah. pre vegan days. If I've I don't know made brownies to take into work, I'm like, it's basically just butter and sugar. I'm not going to eat that. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't eat that oh. if it. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. That's sort of always been my weird mindset. But mm. um, what was I going to say? I um, I use avocado as like my spread for toast. Which I know that's a really good idea. Yeah, and they call it nature's butter, don't they? Someone told me that once. But obviously, you're not going to put marmalade on top of that. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's not going to work. No, that's not going to work. But, that's um, not going to work. Is it? I suppose with like um, with things like jams and marmalades and oh no, I'm going to say this and I'm just going to be a lie because whenever I have marmalade on toast or jam on toast, I need butter. Yeah, yeah, you've got to have the fat there as well. Otherwise, it's just a bit, yeah. it's just like sugar on toast. But once when I went camping, and I've said this before on the podcast years ago, we forgot to get any, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Margarine. It's weird, isn't it? I just call it butter. Vegan butter. And yeah. um, we had coconut oil. I, don't, I think to cook with or something so mm. i spread that on toast with marmite and it's really nice Ooh, and I, i've actually heard that before. yeah so at least that is just one simple oil and i know the jury's still out there's more studies that need to be done i have this debate with my um, friend kath short regularly who's like uber uber healthy and uber clean um with her eating and she uses coconut oil because she she kind of you know the the argument against coconut oil is it's really high in like it's sort of saturated fat so it's going to clog yeah. clog up arteries but like she said once it's warmed it completely melts yeah. so in her mind mm. but then what if it sets in your stomach again and obviously yeah. when it, it solidifies i don't know i'm not i'm not a i i don't really know a lot about no. oils which is bad i i think i would love to make an oil no <laughs> i'd love to make a butter from olive oil I think, because that's what I use, olive oil. Yeah. I think I did go through, I think I had this conversation a couple of um, weeks ago. I kind of go through a stint of having like spray oil and the sort of like the one cal spray oil. Yeah. But again, it's it's this thing. It's 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 not, it might be lower in um, calories or whatever, but there are other added, it's got alcohol in it for God's sake, yeah. which is like, what what is that this is it i think whenever you get something like the reduced fat yogurt or whatever if they're taking something out they're no doubt putting something in because yeah or like the gluten-free products that you get like the bread and the stuff in the supermarkets and you know they they have to put something else in otherwise it's just kind of really bland and tasteless and whatever mm. so um yeah it's you know i think it's just moderation isn't it if you're eating exactly. vegan butter a few times a week it's not gonna you know it should, certainly shouldn't be 
fans in my eyes. Be- Speaking of vegan butter, I have actually got, um, I'm making a cake. After this call, I got to go and make a cake. It's my friend's birthday today. This We're pre-recording this episode um, because I'm away next week. Yes. But um, tonight is my friend's birthday. So I can say this because she would, by this time, by the time the episode airs, she would have had a cake Aww. and eaten it and it would have been a success, hopefully. Um, but I've made a orange and olive oil cake. <gasps> so that's like the sponge. And then I'm going to do um, a raspberry buttercream. Oh, wow. Um, with just like loads of fresh fruit. I've always wanted to scent. try an olive oil cake. Oh, mate, it's delicious. It's so good. I made it today for the first time. I used a basic vegan sponge recipe. Um, and that obviously calls for just like a vegetable. So I just swapped it for olive oil. Made the simple swap. And then um, loads of orange zest, loads of orange juice. Not loads of orange juice, but like juice of an orange, obviously. Um, and I baked them today and wow, wow, wee, wow. Mm. They're delicious. Oh, yum. What are they? Little mini ones? No, it's going to be like, like a, a big one. Two tiered cake. Oh my God. Why am I, I not like your real friend? <laughs> oh, I'll make you a cake. When's your birthday? I can't remember. December. I thought I, I was actually just about to yeah, say December. Yeah, clues in the name, isn't it? <laughs> Holly. Oh my God. Is that why you're called Holly? Yeah, and the other Holly, no. women's running Holly. She's December as well. Yes. Yeah. I know. It. Well, you know, my son was born on Christmas Day and I was fully drugged up after a C-section and someone was joking, saying, are you going to call him Jesus? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe, should I call him? Or Noah, they were going like. <laughs> Noah. Oh, I don't know. That was a cute name, but it's, it's not, not festive. It's not festive, is it? No, I suppose it's, it's just, just religious. religious. Yeah, Noel. Yeah. Maybe it's Noel. Noel. I don't Noel. Know. But oh, anyway. Oh God. So let us know what you think. Should um, margarine, vegan butter, be banned? Is it the work of the devil, or should James Martin just do one? <laughs> do you know any whole, not whole food? Yeah. What, do you what have you any use? sort of like? other alternatives yeah i want to know i want to know i know obviously for like bread they say like olive oil or whatever but it just doesn't slap the same does it no i mean if you're sitting in i don't know south of france or some or greece on a greek island in the sunshine then i can kind of imagine waking up to like drizzling some olive oil on a bit of like fresh bread yeah i could do that glass of wine yeah (laughs) for breakfast (laughs) It's yeah in my head, in my head is breakfast, <laughs> but you know if you're living in rainy Britain, you just need it's not the same. It's not is the it? same. No, bit of Hovis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> my uh, my friend's got um, an Italian student, and she apparently she puts on uh, olive oil on everything, roast potato, like wow. roast potato on her dinner, like roast dinner cooked. Yeah. she puts olive oil on. I'm here for it. Yeah, I love that for her. Yeah. Good for your heart, Oliver. It is, yeah. So, but yeah. yeah, please do email us simplyvegananthem.co.uk and share your kind of advice, tips. What you know, your info on what butter are you using? Yes, tell me. Yeah, and, I want to uh, know. And maybe yeah, share your pictures as well and tag us. Well, we've got loads of exciting things coming up. 150th episode is a bit of a turning point for us. And yes. yeah, we're going to make some changes, which hopefully you will love. We're just going to focus on food more. We're going to get some top mm-hmm. chefs on board and just kind of involve you guys a bit more. So we want to yeah hear from you a bit more. We want to kind of share in what you're cooking um, yeah. and just yeah make this a bit more of an interactive experience we want the food we basically just really need food inspiration right now yeah and um we need your help yeah and what better way what better people to ask <laughs> exactly. you know yeah. exactly i know a good bunch i know a good yeah. bunch i'll ask them yeah they've got this i'm talking about you guys. <laughs> this is it i think whether you've been vegan for a day or you know a week or 20 years you still need food inspiration and you can still yeah. you're still learning aren't you like mm-hmm. you know because there's new things being in well not invented but but just well, I guess they are like new ways yeah, of cooking I think so things. like there's so many different cuisines in this world there's so many different towns in this world that cook food specifically and I think like a lot of us particularly in the western world we've not even scratched the surface of what food is you know Mm. and how you know combining certain flavors and certain foods make make something whole something totally new you know and I think 
there's just so it excites me so much i love it so much i literally just want to dig my teeth into it and just learn and absorb <laughs> all the information so yeah hopefully this is the platform where we can do that definitely well don't forget you can join us for a live cook along which i think yes. our first one is going to be friday the 12th of may yeah, and that's for our patrons. So join us on patreon.com uh, forward slash simply vegan. But yeah, if you can't make that at lunchtime, then it will be on Patreon, won't it? So it'll yeah. still be, it'll on, be there, on there because I know people Exclusive are at work and stuff. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. You'll definitely, definitely see. I think the first episode I'm going to cook, and then I think the plan is to sort of alternate it. Yeah. So <laughs> if you want to watch me and Holly have a breakdown. <laughs> live 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 on air probably some tears going on probably some me being throwing some pots and pans you know i think that'll be great okay <laughs> you're, you're pay, really selling I'd it money. <laughs> i'd pay money to see that yeah. oh well thank you so much for listening and stick around for part two when i'm chatting to rachel Ammer, the vegan chef a cookbook author and blogger Well, before our interview, I just quickly wanted to tell you about Palmyra, the House of Ayaya, which is a secluded sanctuary nestled in the beautiful Riviera Maya in Mexico, offering guests a specially designed and curated retreat experience where mind, body and soul reconnect with ancient paths. What sets Palmyra apart from other luxury resorts is its commitment to nourishing the biome. The resort's menus are prepared entirely with plant-based ingredients, while still offering exquisite non-vegan options. This commitment emphasises the importance of nourishing the body, mind and spirit with nutritious, sustainable and delicious food. The House of Ayaya approach is centred around progressive wellness. It's philosophy that emphasises sustainable, long-lasting wellness practices at your own pace. This approach to wellness is about fulfilling our lives more meaningfully. Drawing from ancient rituals and practices, Palmea's Architects of Life program is a journey of transformative experiences that includes over 30 rotating classes, ceremonies and rituals, such as sound healing, yoga, meditation, pranayama and much more. Overall, Palmea, the House of Ayaya, is a unique destination that offers a truly holistic approach to wellness and luxury. Whether you're seeking a tranquil retreat or a transformative journey, Palmea has something to offer you. So why not book your next getaway and experience the magic of Palmea yourself? Follow the link in our show notes to book now. Rachel Armour, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast, especially for our 150th episode I've been trying to get you on here for years I, I doubt you're even aware of that are you I think I've probably there's probably like 10 emails in your spam folder or something <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me and I I haven't seen an email so maybe it's in my spam I'm apologizing on behalf of my spam emails I'm really glad to be here today <laughs> No, I'm only joking. I, I have badgered your um, agent a few times, I think. So I'm just like, we have to get Rachel on. She's so amazing. Oh, um, have you got, you. is it two cookbooks you've got now or three? I've got two cookbooks, but hey, let's get another third one out there. <laughs> I've got I, two. I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of have that dream job, don't you? You know, so many like, you know, I know like my son's like 11 and he just dreams of being like a YouTuber. And I think a lot of people could think, oh, it would be amazing to be able to make money from what I love doing. How did you get into it all? How did you get into vegan cooking? Well, so getting into the cooking was so separate to the YouTube. I, I wasn't watching YouTube. I think that was a problem. So I went vegan. And at the time, like YouTube was about, but it wasn't like you go on YouTube for cooking videos. It was like random cat videos, random funny videos, ra just like really random stuff. <laughs> and um, so when I went vegan, I was like, I don't know how to cook vegan, but I, I don't want to eat animals anymore. So how the hell do I make dinner? And also my mum studied nutrition. So I was always very conscious that when I eat plants, I want to make sure that I'm kind of hitting all the notes to make sure I'm feeling full and I want to enjoy this. So how do I make good food? And I would, I'd search online and I found yeah. a few people on YouTube, like very few American and Canadian sharing recipes. Um, but it still wasn't food that really resonated with me and my culture and food that I just love to eat. And I went vegan and I just started cooking and I just started playing and experimenting. And then I was into the cooking and then I was kind of like a little bit frustrated because 
I went vegan because I found out what was happening to our environment, which was just a shock to me. I found out how my chicken ended up on my plate, which again, complete shock to this London city girl. And I'd had an experience where I cut out dairy as a teenager after having health issues, after seeking out professional help, doctors, specialists, paying for private, uh, had some keyhole surgeries, some investigations, and not one person mentioned nutrition to me at the time. And I just didn't have any answers. It was like an investigation. And it was like, we can't find out why you're in so much pain. And my mum, who was a bit clued up on food, she just said, I think you're lactose intolerant. Cut out dairy and see what happens. And because I was in so much pain, I, I was just like, okay, let's try it. I don't want to give up hot chocolates. I don't want to yeah. give up cheese, but let me see. Changed it, changed my life. So when I went vegan and saw how that can affect health, it was already, I'd seen how food affects you. So then going vegan even more so, I was like, this is so interesting. I want to see how my body does. So then when I'm cooking, I want to make sure my food is nutritious and making me feel good. So I start sharing it and then I get frustrated because my family, my friends, the communities that I know, black community, eating chicken every day. I eat chicken every day. And there was so (laughs) much lack of awareness of how food affects you or where, where it comes from, like from my family and friends. So I wanted my friends and my family to see the plant-based way of cooking the way that I saw it in still having food that was nostalgic to my culture, but nutritious and like throw that kind of joke, like, what do you eat? Celery. And I'm like, I eat more than celery, goodness sakes. (laughs) So I thought, let me just share what I make on YouTube and see what happens. And at the time, I had a degree in business management, but I I didn't study film or media or anything creative. So I went on YouTube to figure out how to film and get lighting and get sound and how I can just do this on the weekends when I'm not at work to share as many plant-based recipes and just see if it helps people because I feel like we need to eat more plants and at that time I didn't really know like financially where that would take me it was just kind of like let's just see what happens I love it I want to share it I'm passionate about it something will happen I don't know what it is but let's let's try that's how it started that was really long I'm really sorry (laughs) no I love it I I do you know what there's just nothing better than hearing people's stories because it's it's always just so I and sometimes I get really tearful because I'm like oh my god it's so amazing um I just love that and now it's your full-time career right so yeah that's just brilliant that you can yeah you know that you can actually like make a living from what you're so passionate about I just love that um it's it's so funny, isn't it? You go to the doctor and, you know, I've been a few times lately because I think I'm sort of like, I'm like, well, I'm not, I don't think I'm 44. I am 44. <laughs> but I think I'm kind of perimenopausal. <laughs> right. So um, I've been to the doctor a few times, just like, I don't feel quite right. I've got this and this and this. They never, ever ask, what's your diet like, you know? And yeah. you just think, surely this is relevant. Like, for all you know, I could be living on salt and vinegar crisps and that's all literally. I eat and yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean they they literally don't ask anything so yeah I just find it amazing I mean it's brilliant that you had your mum there how she been has she been really supportive is she vegan now or yeah so at the time she wasn't vegan and she said to me oh when I went vegan oh that's so cool I I had a, a feeling to raise you and your brother vegetarian but I felt like I was looked down upon for doing it. I just didn't really know anything about it. But I'm really glad that now you're vegan. Like, she was just excited for me. And she's kind of, like, living through me. And, like, I'm cooking all this food. She gets to eat it all. So before you know it, she was vegan. (laughs) But she was super supportive. So I was really lucky. Bless her, yeah. I mean, I think... I think, it. you know, things are changing. But was this sort of 10 10 years ago? So it was before before kind of it was a bit more mainstream a bit more acceptable perhaps it was still a little bit like what <laughs> you know a lot of people are like it was definitely still that? what <laughs> definitely it was definitely still trying to find 
when I cut out dairy, trying to find a dairy-free milk, oh my goodness, I had to find like the back corner street with the cute little holistic shop, (laughs) like no major supermarkets (laughs) have anything for me, so it's just changed so much since then even. Crazy, isn't it? Now you've got potato and pea and hemp and every kind of milk you could ever imagine. (laughs) everything too much choice now you literally look at it go wow um okay (laughs) where do I start I know I know yeah yeah but we mustn't complain (laughs) no never Um, never I'm all here (laughs) (laughs) so tell us about some of your favorite things to cook so you've got kind of Caribbean influences and, and African influences in your cooking due to your heritage yeah, so my dad's family St. Lucian and my mum's mixed race and her mum's from Wales and her dad is from Sierra Leone. So go, have, going to a different family member's house was a very different experience of what I was given to eat. So <laughs> yeah. a lot of my food is, the excitement in my food came from my Caribbean roots. And my grandma from St. Lucia, she she was such a good cook. She cooked in schools and hospitals oh, and... Gosh. My mum and dad actually wanted her to open a Caribbean shop before I was born because uh, she was such a good cook. Uh, so I kind of feel like I've passed on, like she's passed on some of her taste buds to me, yeah. I like to think. And that's where like my excitement for food comes in, in Caribbean cooking. It's like the the smell of Caribbean flavours in a house is like home to me. It's like a big, warm, cosy hug and it's just everything and then when it comes to West African food particularly that's like my learning my roots venture because my granddad isn't here today and I've not actually been to Sierra Leone yet so it's like me trying to connect to a part of me that I haven't been that connected to as a kid Mm. and then my Welsh roots I've been to Wales loads of time (laughs) so I just I mix it all and then obviously yeah no I didn't say that don't tell my grandma that (laughs) but living in London there's just so much culture and cuisine from like going to a different friend's house after school you don't know like you have Indian there's just so much cuisine so it's just built in me and I love it and I think that's where my love of food kind of just is bursting I actually the first recipe I made where I got into food was in a hostel in Colombia and I had arroz con coco and I'd never had anything like it. It's where they like burn coconut milk and cook it down with rice. Not burn it like but caramelize it, cook it with rice so it's kind yeah. of sweet. Um and then they served it with like fish. I wasn't vegan then and patacones. Anyway, I I just had this rice that I'd never had. And I was in my hostel yeah. making it over and over. And this was before I could like YouTube arroz con coco. So I was like just winging it. And that was when like, I was like, damn, I'm really into cooking all of a sudden. Like I'm in this hostel full of people I don't know, like kind of standing in the corner trying to caramelize coconut milk and add rice while everyone's just trying to make their meals. It was <laughs> I love, you know, Caribbean and African cuisine. It's just so colorful and packed with flavor, isn't it? It, it does get you excited, even just looking at a plate of it. My daughter has just, uh, she's 16, bless her, nearly 17. She's just got her first boyfriend oh. and he's from Turks and Caicos. I know. I, and he's so sweet. And he came over for the first time on Saturday and I was like, me and my husband were a little bit nervous. We're like, oh my God, you know, what should we cook? Um, and we asked, you know, we asked him and he said, you know, he's kind of suggested some things like rice and peas and those classic sort of Caribbean dishes. So, um, yeah, it was my first attempt at Caribbean cooking and I think oh, I yeah. kind of pulled it off. I did, I did like jerk tofu, um, Ooh. like raw, sl- raw slaw with, um, pineapple fried plantain, which I managed to find and, um, and the ra- the rice and peas, but the rice and peas were really mushy. Did I? Do you think I put too much coconut milk in? How do you make rice? <laughs> Probably terribly. <laughs> well, I cook. I do you have like it a, in... a ratio ratio of like rice and liquid? No, I just threw the rice in and then poured the coconut milk in. Yeah, probably Rikiara. <laughs> like experience. <laughs> cooking with rice like you can eyeball it but if you just want to make sure you get it right it's a ratio game like 
the okay. easiest way when you're serving for guests. So obviously you want to wash your rice. Then yeah. let's say you get like one measured cup of rice. You just want to do just under double the amount of liquid. Okay. Then you pop, you, you put the liquid in, bring it to a boil, pop the lid on top, leave it for 10 minutes on a low simmer, pop it open, and then, perfect rice. Because yours on your oh, website looks so good, your rice and peas. <laughs> I was just like, mine did not look like that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a measuring game. It's a measuring game, I promise you. If you do it again, measure your liquid and measure okay. your rice. Yeah. And you're going to you're gonna do it great. And what else do you put in yours then? Do you put like um, kidney beans, spring onions, things like that? Yeah. So when you, so, okay, wash your rice, then to a pan, get some coconut oil, cook down some garlic, some spring onions, some allspice berries, but um, grounded. So then you can also add in some ginger. Not everyone adds ginger. Add in some fresh thyme and you just want to cook that lightly in the pan. And then you're going to mix in your rice, mix it all together. Then you're going to get your coconut milk and some water, but the right ratio to make sure you don't get mushy rice. Season it yep. with salt. Add a scotch bonnet pepper that you can take out at the end and it's just going to flavour the rice and peas to add a nice warm heat. If you chop up the scotch bonnet, it might be a bit too hot for some people. So if you just pop it in and then take it out at the end, bring it to a boil, reduce to a low simmer once it starts boiling, pop the lid on top, let it cook for 10 minutes. Take the lid off and it should okay. be perfect. Turn off the heat, leave the lid on and just let it sit, not cooking, just in its own way. And it's, it's perfect. I hope that helps. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure there's people listening as well that will, it's not just, I feel like very selfish getting tips for myself, but um, I think it's such a classic <laughs> dish, isn't it? That, you know, a lot of us sort of know about and perhaps eat when we're out, but we wouldn't necessarily cook it at home. Yeah, I forgot to say add the beans as well. Sorry, you just add the beans in with the, the liquid at the same time. But yeah, it's it's great. Okay. It's Well, here's the thing. Being Caribbean and African, there's there's two major rice dishes that call my name. Is jollof and rice and peas. And arguably, jollof is even better than rice and peas, depending on who you ask. I don't know if you've ever had jollof before. Okay. No, I don't think I have. I've, I I know what you mean, though. It's kind of, yeah, I'm picturing it and I'm <laughs> getting hungry. <laughs> I need to give that a try. It's a rich, tomatoey, spicy rice that is just top-tier flavour absolute a1 <laughs> okay right I'll give that a go um just um quickly before we get on to your work with juice plus because we're going to be talking about algae aren't we and seaweeds um your yeah. jerk oyster mushrooms on your on your instagram look incredible where do you buy oyster mushrooms because a lot of the time like so, some of us sadly myself included don't necessarily live near you know kind of supermarkets that have these kind of things so can you do it with can you make that with other types of mushrooms and what tips would you share for making it so one if you're looking for jerk do you want to know where you can buy the oyster mushrooms obviously it depends on areas my go-to places farmers markets um online like ocado and um online because oh, in stores yeah. depending on your area yeah. they don't always have them but if you can't get the oyster mushrooms, uh, if you cook portobello mushrooms, there's different ways to cook them. That you, if you cook them, slice them down, and you cook them to release the liquid. Once you get rid of the liquid, then you add like a jerk sauce or any spicy sauce, and you cook it until you slightly caramelize it. the The goal really is to get as much liquid out of the mushroom before you try to caramelize it and add flavor. Okay. Otherwise, you get more like a soupy soggy mushroom which is not my cup yeah. of tea but might be someone else's and you've got you've got your own jerk um sauce is that right yeah i'm working on it so i've sold my first batch my second batch is coming soon i wanted to create a jerk sauce that was versatile you could use it for like uh you had a big plate of food and you just wanted something spicy to dip a chip in or dip anything in like a hot sauce but also you can cook it with some vegetables or even if you wanted to make other things but really it's great on vegetables you can grill it it's spicy aromatic uh, a lot of the ones you buy in the store they have a lot of sugars or a lot of bad oils and I wanted to make one that was not like that but was really flavorful so that's 
that's yeah. my jerk. Okay, so do we need to keep an eye on your website for that? Because I'd love to get hold of some. Keep an eye. <laughs> yeah, I have big okay. plans, and I, I as soon as I do, I have to let you know. <laughs> Definitely, me first. Not as boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him. I'm going to make him watch this because he's not vegan and he also eats a lot of chicken. So I'm going to be like, listen to Rachel. She knows what she's talking about. Yeah. I need to come and cook for the, the whole family. That's what I need to do. Well, that would <laughs> be great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, you've been working with Juice Plus and um, to create some recipes that have got algae in them, which is something, I mean, yeah. is algae the same as seaweed? Yeah, so it's just all sea plants, which I find really right. interesting because when I was when I was working with Joyce Juice Plus on this, I thought it was really fascinating because when I was particularly when I was pregnant, I was looking for omegas, different ways I can get omegas because I I needed all the brain mm. food that I could get, especially carrying a little baby. Yeah, and <laughs> it was quite hard to find vegan versions. And their version is mm. completely vegan, straight from the source of algae. And what I also just didn't connect the dots as well is, people, you know, you buy um, fish oil to get your omegas. But where do your fish get the omegas from? By eating sea yeah. plants. So why am I? Yeah. Why, why don't we just actually eat the sea plants themselves? And that way we get yeah. the omegas that we need. And on top of that, which is what I find really interesting about uh, different sea vegetables is they are very, they have like similar properties of addicting umami flavor profiles. So in a lot of brothy soups, adding sea vegetables adds a whole different depth of flavor to your food that like Japanese culture gets it. They've been doing it. They've been giving us the best broths and noodles, but the association isn't really that the sea vegetable, which is nutrient rich, is actually kind of, creating this mouth-watering umami flavor that actually cooking with sea plants is incredible not only for the health benefits but for the flavor and juice plus actually done a study and they found that a third of brits don't actually know what algae is and mm. i mean we all know what fish oils are why don't we know more about algae so that was yeah. a really exciting project to work on what are some of the different types that you um include in your cooking then like for so one of the most basic would be nori right like most of us vegans now use nori in our cooking so yeah we use nori because i mean a lot of people love making sushi i'm vegan sushi but there's also yeah what's the name dulce is it yeah, dulce. That's incredible. Dulce. It's like um, purple and you can buy it dried. Um, I've actually blended it and then mixed it in with some dumplings, vegetable dumplings. And the simplest ingredients, but that umami kick from the dulce, incredible. Like, so yeah. easy to incorporate. You've also got like Irish sea moss and the, the amount of studies that are going on now to figure out just how many minerals and nutrients on top of getting your omegas are in these. It's kind of like one of those no-brainer ingredients that we should be eating, consuming regularly just for like a mineral hit as well as an omega yeah. hit. So um, yeah, dulce is really readily available. Kelp, is that another one? Is that yeah, kelp something is that you one. cook with? They eat, yeah, you can, there's so many different ways you can kind of incorporate it. You can ground any of it and just season your salads season anything smoothies sprinkle it on top keep it nice and light or you can incorporate it into your hot soups hot broths curries stews and again i think there is an idea that maybe it would be too fishy um i don't think so i think it's more of an umami kick and you can kind of go step by step to how much you want to add and kind of find the right balance for yourself but you'd be really surprised at how enjoyable it is when you cook it nice ways. I mean, you can check out my reel where I did the dumplings. Honestly, hands on heart, absolutely delicious. Like, even when I ate it, I was even surprised at how delicious it was with such simple ingredients. So, yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Sometimes it can taste really fishy and other times, like you say, it's just that umami flavour and it, it doesn't at all. I, I had, um, they do a seaweed salad in Yo Sushi. And I had it once and it was so good. I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then I picked up mm. the same 
um, seaweed salad. So it was Yoge sushi, but it was sold in like Tesco's or something. And it was so fishy. I literally couldn't couldn't eat it. So that's a shame. I think yeah. it's just <laughs> yeah. I think it's just about experimenting, isn't it? Because I think you know a lot of people are a bit you know like oh seaweed no I can't do it but I think just yeah give it a chance and, and experiment with the different types and and different ways of cooking it for a beginner who doesn't like a fishy taste especially I think a lot of people on a vegan plant-based diet don't particularly actually want a fishy flavor which I completely get yeah I would I definitely recommend dulce to kind of introduce you because I I never find it too strong I think it's a really nice subtle okay. umami flavor yeah, yeah. Do you ever cook uh, fish alternatives, you know, like tofish? Because that's like tofu wrapped in in nori, isn't it? And there's like so many things you can do now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I've got a recipe for that in, in my first book where you kind of you get some tofu, you stick some nori on with some like lemon, um, season with salt and soy, batter it, deep fry it for that proper like not fishy but like this is nostalgic to a fish and chips and really blooming delicious yeah. so the, the creativity is there like you can add it to everything there's no there's no limits with vegetables I feel like when it comes to like cooking can be intimidating cooking with like meat and fish you have to be mindful about things going off how long you've cooked it when you have vegetables you can do everything <laughs> you can cook everything and you don't have to worry about poisoning yourself basically yes <laughs> I know it's so true and you know they're so much cheaper like I you know some of my yeah. sort of you know my like one of my sisters isn't vegan or vegetarian or anything and um yeah she'll be buying you know meat and fish and stuff and I'm just like how much it's just insanely expensive if you overcook you know whatever piece of fish you've got that's five ten quid down the drain whereas like you say if you're experimenting with vegetables and you kind of mess up a little bit um you know you're not wasting quite as much money and you're not yeah like at risk of undercooking it or yeah things like that. <laughs> I always find it so interesting how this is still like assumed that plant-based eating is way more expensive and I'm like I don't know, man. The price of chicken versus chickpeas. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I think people have been um, going a bit crazy for vegan prawns, haven't they? Have you tried any vegan prawns? I have not, no. Need to find out where who does them because um, I think a couple of supermarkets released like um, sort of prawn mayo vegan sandwiches and everyone was going mad for them in the Facebook groups but no one can track down who's making these vegan prawns we need to recreate <laughs> it I, I guess like mushrooms would be like oyster mushrooms maybe is that would that oh my goodness maybe? yeah have you ever had like like fake calamari but just oyster mushrooms no oh my goodness they're lit because they can be quite chewy if you get the king oyster mushrooms yeah. and then you, you kind of they are deep fried, seasoned with some spices, nori, sprinkle some nori on top. Oh my goodness, yes. heaven. Lush. So good. <laughs> okay, well, you're going to come round and you're going to cook me the prawns. <laughs> the Caribbean <laughs> feast. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm due to, I love to share it. with you, 100%. <laughs> oh, Rachel, it's been so nice to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me on. I like really appreciate it. Thanks. I haven't spoken on podcasts in ages. I feel like motherhood can, is really took over a lot of my life and as he's gotten older there's like a really beautiful balance I have at the minute so thank you for taking the time to talk with me I really really enjoyed this well that's it from us for this week but don't forget you can find us over on Patreon and we've got our first live lunchtime cook along next Friday the 12th of May and head to veganfoodandliving.com forward slash podcast to try and issue a vegan food and living magazine for just 99p see you next week Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.